When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Music in My Life with me, Laura Wright. It's the show where we talk about the music we love so much, our relationship with that music and the role it plays in our life. What is it about music that taps into our emotions and why does it make us feel a certain way? Now this week, I know we're all looking forward to the coming summer months and in fact this morning there was this lovely few hours of sunshine which I just, oh my goodness, getting that vitamin D was just so glorious this morning and I'm, I'm just looking forward to when the weather will be warmer, the skies will be bluer and so with that in mind, I can say personally I've been massively struggling for that motivation to exercise to just to move and I feel like you know we're all trying to keep ourselves fit and healthy at the moment and I have to say guys those bikinis those swim shorts are creeping closer and closer so I thought it would be really interesting to delve into what kind of music makes us move now we're not talking about really intense exercise anything like that just music that makes us want to move our body and why does that happen so I'm not going to just play a load of workout music I'm going to play you a real mix of genres and let's see it's almost like an experiment you can tell me and you can comment actually when we put this podcast out let us know did you move to all of these songs or not now I've brought up this subject because I have had some previous experience in this area of music so my last album was called Sound of Strength and this album was actually sequenced by Dr Costas Karagiorgis and he's a sports psychologist from Brunel University We worked together on the sequence of my album to create something that would make people go from a slower, more relaxed pace, ramp it up to something faster and back down again at the end of the album. So it was like a nice smooth curve throughout. Now, he's actually worked with the likes of Di Green and producer Red Light. They created motivational music in the hope that his music really helped athletes um, improve their mindset and ultimately their performance. So he, as I mentioned, worked with Di Green in the lead up to one of his Olympics um I'm not sure of the year actually but he was just incredibly influential in helping himself and other athletes in really really boosting their performance so it's all part of this strategy for a lot of us to to really get ourselves into that mindset and headspace that makes us feel comfortable and relaxed enough to move I'm also going to talk about a specific project I was involved in more recently where we composed music for uh, different paces of running so specifically running and again this was a really interesting insight into how music can make us move how it can improve our mindset when it comes to sort of focusing on goals like exercise but of course lots of other things too so let's get started with some facts what is bpm 
You might have heard it before in relation to how many heartbeats in a minute, and it does simply mean beats per minute, but it is also used within music. So it's an indicator of tempo, so the time or the speed within music. Now, there's also time signatures with music. And a time signature specifically within music indicates the number of beats per bar of music. So music in a simple sense is a collection of notes grouped into certain patterns, if you like, which collate to different lengths of time and different notes, so different sounds. And one of the first time signatures that you probably will have learned way back in your school days could be a simple time signature of 4-4. And that basically means four beats in a bar. Now, you can think about it as a little bit of a math equation if you're like-minded in that sense and you kind of get that way of thinking. So four whole beats would fit into one bar. Eight half beats would fit into one bar, right? 16, etc. So in fact, I can actually clap this for you now. So if we clap a four by four rhythm in a bar, it would sound like this. Now, if we were to clap eight within that four bar rhythm, it would be twice as fast. And that's literally a very quick example of time signatures. To give you a little bit more of an interesting example, rather than me just clapping into my microphone of clapping, and of rhythm. I'm going to play you a piece of music that was incredibly influential um, and it was written in 1972 by Steve Reich. It's called Clapping Music and it's originally written for two performers but actually we're going to hear it will often with two performers clapping it can sound like a lot more people but there have been performances where there have been an enormous choir in fact of people clapping now it blows my mind when I see this because I mean I'm a singer so I do understand rhythm perhaps uh, some instrumentalists would disagree with me on that one but (laughs) I I do understand rhythm but actually even watching someone clap a rhythm and then this rhythm slowly change now to again keep it quite simple even for me to understand essentially what happens in this piece is that there's a rhythm and these two performers clap the same rhythm but every eight or 12 bars one person shifts by one note or a rest so a click forward if you like and that means that that slowly this rhythm starts to phase into a different rhythm and you get this cross section of really interesting sounds so we're going to have a listen to that first um, and I hope you enjoy it this is a little excerpt of Steve Reich's clapping song So that was Steve Rice clapping song. Just really interesting to give you an idea of how a very simple rhythm can very quickly become incredibly complicated, but also make us want to move. Next, I would also mention that, of course, percussion and bass are some of the biggest indicators of how we feel rhythm and tempo within music. And it's worth remembering that when we listen to some of the excerpts I'm going to play you. But of course, there are lots of different types of percussion. We might think about a big drum, a snare drum, you know, a big crash of cymbals, someone with an enormous drum kit when we talk about percussion. But actually, there are incredibly small instruments. In fact, what I'm going to talk about now like castanets that can be very very intricate ways of hearing that percussion within music so let's talk about flamenco music flamenco music 
is written, well, in my mind, specifically for dance or a movement of some sort. So a lot of flamenco music that we listen to, we see a movement or traditional dress and dance going on at the same time. So it's a real uh, genre. It's not just music when we talk about flamenco. Um, In fact, that piece of uh, music, the clapping song we heard just there by Steve Reich was actually influenced by flamenco music. And this music dates back to the 18th century. So as I say, it's a style that can be seen in music, singing, clothing, instruments, rules in terms of lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot that goes into it. But when we talk about the music specifically, for me, I feel like there's this really strong narrative and story within the music. There's a call and response between the music and the dance. It's fiery, it's passionate, and it contains lots of different sections to it where the emotion dramatically changes, but the music doesn't necessarily change fundamentally. So it could be uh, the same melody repeated over and over again, but in so many different ways. Also, interestingly, when you see performances of flamenco, the audience will often clap along. They'll know because it's so historical and traditional. They'll know the integral rhythms and every part of a piece. And so therefore they really become part of it. Um, In terms of of key and, and musical complexity, it's for me all about the rhythm, not necessarily the notes. And as I say, that same melody can be used over and over again in lots of different ways. Of course, there's also the link between this kind of music and the matador, the matador and the rituals that you see, uh, which are based way back in Spain and Spanish history. Um, But let's have a listen to some of this style of music. So this piece I'm going to play you, I'm going to play you two excerpts. Now it's called Malaguena by Benice. And it was, um, it's a very, very old piece of music, but it was released, uh, this version was actually released in 2008. Um, and the original is by Cuban composer Ernesto Luciona. I'm sorry if I've got that pronunciation wrong. Um, and this style of song and dance originated from the southeast of Spain. So of course, as well, you know, geographically, as we move around, this style can slightly change and shift. Um, Often this music includes classical guitar, castionets, as I mentioned, and the cajon, which is another percussive instrument. So let's have a listen to some of Malaguena by artist Bernice. Gorgeous. And so you can hear that really slow start to the entrance of the piece, the music. And this next excerpt that we're going to hear is much further into the piece where the rhythm has really come alive. And I've just, for me, this is the kind of music that does make me want to move, makes me want to dance. And you can feel that passion through their playing within the music. So let's have a listen. good it does make you want to move and even just the fact that we hear that clapping as well I don't know if I could even clap that fast it's very impressive um but let's move on to some more music that makes us want to move so we're going to move from flamenco to a Mexican guitar duo now these are 
Oh, these artists are one of my absolute favorites. I remember discovering them and I saw them live and I just was absolutely blown away that two people with two humble guitars on stage and that was it. Nothing else could have the ability to make thousands of people move and jump around and enjoy and love this music that perhaps they weren't even familiar with beforehand. And that for me is something that not only is great about live music, but it's that's what's great about rhythm. Uh, this is Rodrigo and Gabriela that I'm talking about, a Mexican guitar duo. Now, their influences ranged from flamenco music all the way to heavy metal. So they were listening to bands like Metallica. And you can really hear this influence within their music. And I think it's a great example of cross-genre music. And you will have heard people talk about crossover music, where we mix different genres together. And for me it's really interesting the fact that they've grown up listening to traditional music but also heavy metal because I think a lot of the time heavy metal music can be um written off for not being as complex as actually it is underneath the surface and the rhythms within heavy metal the drumming within that kind of genre is absolutely incredible um so for me it's a really interesting way of bringing those influences together in what they do they don't only just play the guitar they use it as a percussive a percussive instrument they'll hit the side of the guitar they'll move together as well with their bodies and it's just an incredible thing to watch and to see live but we're going to have a listen to some of it now now this is one of their most famous pieces of music called Tamakan. Um, it's one that I heard them perform live as well and I really hope you enjoy it and I cannot recommend listening to more of their music enough but let's listen to this one now. I hope you enjoy it. good I was doing a little flamenco style dance <laughs> quite glad that you can't see me today in fact <laughs> so it would have been embarrassing um okay so we're going to move on to a completely different genre of music there you could definitely hear the similarities between those two pieces I played you just now but this is something completely different but again a great example of something that I personally listen to when I exercise um in particular when I run and I think in terms of when we talk about running as well and music for for movement Often we don't need the most intense sounding music, but something that has a rhythm that repeats itself, that keeps us going, that almost has a monotony around it, but still something that has musical interest. So we're going to talk about electronic music. And I've chosen, again, one of my one of my favorite groups within this genre. Um, and I really do recommend next time you're exercising or you need some music to add to your playlist. I think you should I think you should listen to this track and add it, add it into your playlist. Um, this is a track by Bicep. Now, a little bit about Bicep. They're a deep DJ music duo from Belfast. They were childhood friends and they formed in 2009. And they actually started off by creating a blog uh, post which was called Feel My Bicep. And that was uh, where they posted lost and forgotten disco music, Chicago house music, Detroit techno and it's I mean I've written down here Italian disco edits I don't even know what that is but it sounds very cool and exciting but they basically were bringing lost and forgotten music to the forefront so that we could all hear it um, now they released several tracks on several different labels uh, before creating their own label which was called Feel My Bicep in 2012 
And they then released their debut album in 2017 after signing with Ninja Tunes. Now, this is the album that did really, really well in the charts and sort of became quite, gave them their name, if you like, and sort of um, stamped their place within the music industry. And they've just released their second album this year, which is doing really, really well. They've released a few singles from that. So it's definitely worth having a listen. Um, The track I'm going to play you is from their debut album. It's called Glue, and it consists of lots of layered synths, um, lots of vocal loops. And actually, for me, it feels like quite a, a relaxed sound um, it's quite soft in its production and I feel like it's sort of as I mentioned earlier that sort of steady state cardio kind of track um, it might not get you sprinting but I feel like it will keep you moving get you moving and keep you moving um, I really hope you enjoy it so let's have a listen to Glue by Bicep So, so very different to what we've heard before as well. And now I mentioned that there are these layered synths and these little uh, vocal loops that you could hear there kind of going up and down in uh, in pitch. And it's very different in terms of um, its production. You know, all of those uh all of those different sounds that we heard just then were edited and were um, were created essentially by a computer. Whereas beforehand, we were listening to two uh, guitarists play live music. And so we can create that rhythm in so many different ways. Um, and so it's quite vast the way that we can create movement within music. And actually also something that I think is so incredible about modern music is all of the tools that we have at our fingertips to be able to create different sounds. It's so vast now um, and so exciting. 
And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Vernon Kay. And I'm Holly Mackay. And we're here to tell you about our brand new podcast, Parenting Past the Pandemic, brought to you by Aviva. Yes, we're going to be delving into a whole heap of parenting topics from the generational gap to online safety. And some of the big topics which have come up through the pandemic, such as helping to manage our kids' anxieties and how we can affect the world they'll grow into. Parenting Past the Pandemic. Find it wherever you found this podcast. Next, we're going to talk about, we're going back back a little while, we're going old school now. We're going to talk about the Bee Gees. Now, for me, <laughs> I have to tell this story as well, because I was writing my my notes for this podcast and I just put this track on and I said to, in a row, I got my husband, then my mum and then my dad to, to walk around the kitchen <laughs> with this music and they could not like not strut along to this with a bit of sass and I absolutely loved it I loved seeing that this particular track just makes people move um now it's from the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack and it is just oh it's so so good in fact I think we should listen to it now talk about it and then listen to it again so let's have a listen to Staying Alive I want you to stand up and walk around with that sass right now let's have a listen Um, like I said, you can't listen to that song and not move. And so let's talk about why it makes us want to move and what makes us want to dance. And in fact, in the the scene in the movie, you know, John Travolta's walking, he's walking down the road, he's got that absolute strut on. And I think they use that as well as an influence in the film Madagascar, where um the the zebras like strutting down the street as well and it's just it's just got that movement in it right from the very start as well and again it's about this repetitive rhythm that we feel comfortable with we we get into it and it allows us to move around and we know it's going to be there it's that percussion and that bass line that keeps us going when it when we're talking about music um now interestingly the lyrics are, are not necessarily about something uplifting like the music might suggest they're about surviving street life in new york so the music might feel quite light-hearted but the lyrics have um, um, quite a serious undertone and uh yeah and I said also it's a great example of uh, this 4-4 rhythm that I talked about so when we have a listen to this song again at the end um have a think about that rhythm that we talked about that one two three four one and see if you can click and maybe then do the double time like we were talking about so get those eight beats into that bar of four now this genre of music is called disco music and it was recorded around 1975 1977 and actually the soundtrack album from saturday night fever the movie um is one of the best-selling albums in history can you believe in the uk the album stayed at number one for 18 consecutive weeks i mean that's insane not even now could ed sheeran do that i don't think with digital downloads so we're talking about you know an iconic movie an iconic band and an iconic album um 
And as I say, I talked about BPM, so beats per minute at the start of the podcast. So staying alive, interestingly, was used in a study to train medical professionals to provide the correct number of chest compressions per minute while performing CPR. So the song has uh, close to 104 beats per minute and actually hundred uh, between 100 and 120 chest compressions per minute is what's recommended by the British Heart Foundation. And this is literally endorsed by the Resuscitation Council of the UK. So just incredible as well that this music, and of course the name of the track being Staying Alive, um, it has been used in another way as well to help within the medical profession. So rhythm really is, you know, the life and soul of all of us when we think about it. So let's have a listen again to Staying Alive Now with that in mind, the, the type of rhythm and the type of beat and see if you can clap along at home. like maybe this should be you know going back to number one on April 12th when everyone like walks out of their doors for the first time for like a picnic or a or a get together <laughs> everyone's walking down the street that's what's going to be playing in my head anyway moving on we're going to go to some classical music so we're going to talk about or I'm going to talk about the second waltz by Shostakovich now this has been um made famous I'd say again by uh, violinist Andre Ryu. Now if you don't know Andre Ryu by name you'll know him for the man who gets everyone up and dancing at these enormous concerts. Um, you can see so many of his shows on on uh, channels like Sky Arts things like that and they're really really interesting how he gets everyone in his audience moving. He has this enormous orchestra these uh, big outfits that are worn by the the female players of the orchestra and singers alike as well. And um, the reason why I wanted to talk about this piece is because we've talked about 4-4, but the second waltz by Shostakovich, along with many waltzes, are in a classical sense as well. They're kept to a 3-4 rhythm. So this is 1-2-3, da dum dum da dum dum So very different rhythm. And again, that's why it's used to often dance to. So when you do, in, I'm talking about a tradition, sense of dancing you know way back when um if you can imagine the kind of Bridgerton style dancing <laughs> that's what we're talking about the where a waltz might be used um this was composed sometime after 1956 and it was scored for a large orchestra and you might have heard it used in the film Anna Karena but it was actually originally written for a film called the first El- I think it's Eleshon, Eleshon, I need to check that, um, which is a Soviet film uh, in which was released in 1955. Now, it's notable in terms of, uh, in a classical sense, because there's quite a lot of different instruments used, which we'll hear a little bit of uh, shortly. So, for example, the lead line at the top of the waltz is played by a saxophone, which is quite unusual. You'd expect a violin, perhaps, or a, a piano to take a solo, but the saxophone taking the solo was unusual for the time, as well as the trombone then taking that solo a bit later Um, and interestingly for many years the suite for the variety orchestra was misidentified as the lost suite for jazz orchestra so there was a bit of confusion between two works by Shostakovich and unfortunately some of these works were lost during World War II so um, this piece of music is you will know it even though you may have never heard it it's one of those songs where you go I know the tune to this I could I could hum along with it without even realizing Um, 
if you want to get up and give that Bridgerton style dance a go, go for it. Uh, so while we have a listen to Shostakovich's The Second Waltz. And I'm sure that you're probably tapping your feet along or swaying along there, moving in some way. Now, the easiest way to count that rhythm as well, if you were trying to do that, is an oompa-pa, oompa-pa, oompa-pa. And the emphasis there is on that first beat. So one, two, three, one, two, three. One, two, three. So really interesting. Next time you're listening to one of your favorite pieces of music, see if you can identify where the rhythm falls and, and how it would fall and maybe clap along. Um, or not, just listen to it for music's sake, you know? I'll leave that up to you. So finally, um, we're going to talk about something I mentioned at the very start. I mentioned something that I worked on called, um, I don't know if I told you the name of it, but it was called Weave. And it's an app that has, that is out there now. And myself and um, a composer friend of mine, John Hayward, we were tasked with writing some music for this app. Now, the uh, reason for this app was to get people moving. It was a running app specifically. And the clever sort of USP of the app was essentially to speed up and slow down with your movement. So you'd be running with a heart rate monitor or something like that. And the music would speed up or slow down according to how fast or slow you were running. Um, so we essentially, the way we were able to create that was creating three tracks with exactly the same concept, the same style of music, the same samples we used, the same vocals, um, but at three different tempos. So there's one, the first one we're going to hear is at 86 BPM. The second is at 126 BPM and the third is at 166 BPM. But of course, so we're going to go from slow to fast when we hear them. And it's just a really interesting process to see how music with the same melody and the same ideas, if it can work together at a faster pace. Um, so let's have a listen and I'll remind you of the tempos as we go along. So first one, as I say, um, we'll call this running the piece of music and uh, the first one is at 86 beats per minute Okay, the next one that's coming up now, same music, same idea, same concept, but this is 126 beats per minute, so we're running faster. And finally, we're going to listen to that same music, but at 166 beats per minute. We are sprinting.
There we go. So obviously those pieces of music that you heard just then, we recorded different vocal samples for each one, but at different tempos. And it was a really interesting project to be part of and just something that I thought you might find interesting to listen to. Um, so I hope this has been fun. I hope that you've moved even just a little while listening. Um, and I really hope you'll join me next week on Music in My Life when we've got some really special guests and we're talking about the music in their life as well as their incredible business, which is called Origin Africa. Um, it's the lovely Tom and Alice, two wonderful people and we had a great conversation about music, about life um, and so much more. So I hope you'll join me on Music In My Life next time but bye for now and I'll see you very soon. Take care. I really hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and I'd love to hear about your favourite piece of music so make sure you pop a comment on Apple Reviews with your song choice and the story behind it. I'm going to be reading out some of your stories in an upcoming minisode. Also, we've now put our guest song choices in the show notes so if you want to hear any of their songs again, you can find them there. Thanks so much, guys, and see you next time. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.